Good morning, this is KLE, and you are with Sean in Pennsylvania, and Steve, my friend, in Marshall, Texas. Howdy. Howdy. In the other side of the country, and uh, you are on Kingdom Leadership Equipping. This is the podcast where you do not get the usual church message, and we are focused on raising a new generation of leaders with a new mindset. Um, that is a kingdom mindset, doing it like Jesus did. Today's topic, as usual, is building his church, not building our church, building your church, or building the Western world's church, um, but to build the kingdom of God and building his his way. So Steve and I are already on our discussion, and so we're very glad to have you with us. Thank you for uh, hopping on to the, to the podcast episode with us every week. We really appreciate you, appreciate every listener, and we trust and, and really believe that, um, you know, we're not, trying to, we're not trying to give you theology. We, we actually talk on the brink of theology as far as the, what the church is concerned, and the whole point is, is really to stir up your thinking, to ignite, to inspire you, uh, to, to just rethink some of the tradition, you know, some of the traditions that, that we hold to, some of the thinking patterns mostly that we hold to. Uh, Jesus, you know, Jesus said, uh, you're not mindful of the things. He said to Peter, he said, you're not mindful of the things of God. You're mindful of the things of man. And um, you're not pleasing God. And the word mindful there is of the opinion you have a mindset that's not focused on pleasing God, but pleasing men. And so we want to just stir your thinking uh, to, to rethink some of the traditions. Jesus also said that you, through your traditions, you make the word of God of none effect. And so many times the things we do, the way we do things is not uh, what promotes and brings the kingdom of God or the culture of God's kingdom. And, right. and so we want to just stir your thinking in that area. So um, this morning I was, while I was praying, uh, this, the scripture came to me again. It's like really been speaking to me uh, the past few days. John's disciples, uh, this is in Matthew uh, somewhere, Matthew chapter 9. And it said, John's disciples came and asked him, how is it that we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? That was now holding to their institutional tradition of the law. And Jesus answered, how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he's with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them. Then they will fast. And no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Steve and I are just talking right now about um, the culture that we, we actually that we actually promote or preach um, <laughs> in, into the world. And and I was actually he's saying, very, he's saying it very nicely because for the last twenty minutes we've been talking about <laughs> talking about a certain culture that we were involved in and how we propagated it throughout the throughout everywhere we went. Yeah, and, and uh, <laughs> it was dysfunctional. It was not just dysfunctional, but it was it was so legalistic, Steve. That's the problem, right, wasn't right. it? 
Um, yeah, you know, I, I was, uh, that's something else I was just, I was meditating on actually about, about how we, you know, how we're supposed to bring the culture of the kingdom into, into the, the world. The world is, you know, the world is actually not interested in, in the church. They, no. They're not interested. They, they, you know, they're not they interested. They have their clubs and their organizations. Yeah, they they not, they've got their own stuff, exactly. But when you, when you, you know, when you give them the gospel of the kingdom, when you tell them about the country, that the kingdom of God is, the kingdom of heaven is, and how it's represent, and how they can become part of that. You know, who, who doesn't want to be part of a government that is just, that is uh, politically stable, that has a king that is generous and kind, and, you know, you can become a, a citizen of his, of his country and have all the benefits, no frustration, have no anxiety, uh, live in peace and provision where the king is providing for you. I mean, hey, who doesn't want that kind of country, you know, to be a citizen of that kind of country? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we pro propagate continually our obligations, our, our religion. You know, Jesus never came to establish a religion, Steve. And, no. and, and he didn't ask us. To, to build a religion or to maintain a religion or to preach a religion. Never told us yeah. to do that. Well, it says that you make disciples after yourselves and thus making them twice the sons of hell you are. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, you know, we were talking just before we got hopped on, this, on the call now. And uh, I remember in, in Malawi, they were telling me how the missionaries went over to Malawi and... Um, they, uh, when I first arrived, it was like that. It's different now, but we're going back 1990s somewhere. The first time I went and I was ministering to them in the, in the village and all the men would sit one side and all the women would sit the other side. And all the women were sitting there breastfeeding because they all got children from young already. They, and they were all breastfeeding their kids, you know? And so they don't have tops on they now they some of them do, but so when the first first English missionaries arrived there, they didn't have tops on. Everybody was just sitting there and feeding their children, including so, the men. What do you mean, including the men? No tops on. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but um, <laughs> women didn't have tops on. So oh, okay. So uh, just to keep this, us abreast of things. Yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. You know, let everything that had breasts praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so <laughs> that, that was that was a pastor was preaching in Johannesburg, and he, sh he shouts, "Let everything that has breath praise the Lord!" And then he said, "And then everything that has breasts praise the Lord." <laughs> Everybody burst out laughing at him. Um, uh, so anyway, so that these, this offended the the missionaries you know, highly offended them. So they basically got t-shirts for white t-shirts for all the women and said, oh. that you've, got, you've got to cover yourself before you come into the meeting. And the men, they dressed all the men in suits. You know, they, they all had to right. be dressed in suits. Now, you know, in Malawi, it's hot, man. It's, it's hot. Oh, it's yeah. like, it's like nearly on the equator. So you're talking like 
hot and very humid. So we, you're talking under a zinc roof. You, to, you are in the 90s, maybe in the hundreds um, every like day, all day, public, you know. Yeah. And these guys sit all day. You know, their, their church time is all day. That's a, they have a break for lunch, but that's it. You know, it's just like the rest of the time you go until you're finished. Right. And, um, so these missionaries got highly offended, dressed all the men in suits and put T-shirts on, <laughs> on the women. The only problem was the next morning <laughs> when they had the meeting, the next day um, the missionaries come in and here's all the women with their T-shirts on, but they've cut holes, two holes in the, <laughs> in the chest area so they can feed the children. It's practical, you know? Well, yes. And... I love what I think it was Rick Godwin said. He said, we, we've gone out. We haven't made people. Um, we haven't made people citizens of the kingdom of heaven. We've made them members of our westernized church. Yes, that's, that's true. That's and, and so our whole thing is, is to take, we've, we've been preaching the wrong culture, you know, is that, and still, if you go to Malawi, if I, if, I, if I talk, I cannot be sitting. I mean, it's hot. You understand? I cannot be sitting in shorts. People don't listen to me if I'm in shorts. I have, no, to, I wear, I have to wear trousers. It has to be nice trousers. I have to be in a nice shirt. Um, otherwise, they don't listen to me. Huh. And I'm, you know, I go then I'm challenging them and say, are we with family? If this is family, it's different if we're in open meeting, but if we're family, this, are we a family of, 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 of um, leaders here? We, are we family or are we an organization? Right. You've got to decide. If we're family, then, then you know, we are relaxed. I, I don't dress up in a suit to appear before my children. Right. Supper. Now they, they used to do that in England, Steve. Well, that's <laughs> my true. Gran, my grandfather used to dress in a suit to come to dinner. Wow. Uh, when, when, because he was Royal Navy, you know, and that's how they used to do it. You had to dress up to come to your dinner. And, right. but, but, you know, it's like, but that's not how family is. Family, we relax, man. We, we sit around, we're talking and, and, but yet in the, in the church right. realm, we're still trying to do that. We've got the wrong culture. We, and so we need to be taking the culture of the kingdom of heaven out to people, right? which is his culture. And we need to study his culture. We need to study the kingdom of God. That's what people want. Come to supper in your birthday suit. Well, I don't know about birthday suit. Well, it says everything is naked and open in the eyes with whom we have to do. So, uh, okay. I mean. Is that going to <laughs> restoration back to Genesis? Eh? <laughs> when I was, uh, I was pastoring a church up in... Um, Pacific Northwest up in um, Peninsula in, in Washington State, and and it was where all the old hippies went to die and lose their tusks. And um, <clears throat> you know, we had we had people that you know just tree huggers, and uh, in fact, one of Janice Joplin's friends uh, went to the fellowship there. Uh, I mean, it was just like I said, it was the old hippies, old flower children, and stuff like that. And um, I remember one of the first couple of weeks I was there. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, standing up in front and doing my preachy thing. And this, this young lady, uh, has her little baby with her and she sets the baby on the chair down beside her and drops her whole top and, and, and bra and picks up the baby then and attaches the baby then to, to herself. And she's right in front of me. 
Yeah. And at that point I'm trying to look everywhere, but down there, <laughs> you know, cause it's right in the front row. And, uh, and I thought, why, why is it that this would bother me so bad? Mm. You know, why, why it, because it didn't bother her. Yeah. And she wasn't doing it for any other reason, except the child was hungry and she didn't want to fuss. Yeah. So why would it, why would it bother me so bad? But that's, that's what we've done is we've taken a, we've taken a culture in the kingdom where there is liberty and freedom. I'm not talking about running around with no clothes on, but I'm talking about, you know, just, we've tried to change cultures, uh, just like in Hawaii, we went over there and tried to change a whole culture an indigenous society and made them dress Western. Uh, now, now, you know, the, like you said, the only way that they'll listen to somebody is if they have the title of pastor or, hmm. or teacher or whatever. And, you know, they're in a certain type of a church thing. Yeah. And so it's, it's just interesting to me how, how that type of, we've preached a culture uh, or a society. And if you fit into that society, then you have the ability to speak in that society. If you don't fit in that society and don't have the language of that society, then basically you're ostracized no matter what, no matter whether or not you're sent uh, from as a son of God or not. In fact, he says, I sent to you several servants and you killed every one of them. And finally I sent my son and you killed him too. (laughs) And I thought, you know, that's exactly what we're doing. We, We've gone in and we've made these, we've made these cultures and we, we even have a language, uh, different fellowships have different languages. I mean, you can, you can tell which fellowship they're from or which region they're from by, by how they speak because of the revelation of their certain leader or whatever. They sound just like their leader. They don't sound like Christ. They sound like their leader or that particular group they came from. Right. Uh, because we have se- we have different uh, buzzwords that we use in our little society or in our little group, yeah. um, and therefore, then you know, I can say a buzzword or a certain thing, and I don't have to lay the whole foundation of this certain teaching again. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. So uh, it, it's almost like a shorthand or a short talk. <laughs> Uh, we've learned how to, in this society, learned how to speak to one another. And it's, it's, if we can get people to represent Christ as opposed to representing the little society that we're a part of, uh, we've probably done a lot better job at our job than we have up to this point. Well, that's exactly right. And, but you know, the thing is, I think because we, we think in terms of democracy still, we think in terms of Republic, we think, we think in terms of of uh, because we so we we are so immersed into our culture right. that we we don't we don't think our, our worldview is is our our culture which is going to church on sunday having our meeting having a few songs having a nice band and having the pastor preach to us and, right. and you know and having our program things that we do we, and what happens if you don't go Sunday mornings for a period of time? I mean, you personally have been through this, and so have I. All of a sudden, we decide that I can't be a part of that particular society anymore, or that particular thing, because I'm basically helping to promote it just by showing up and being there. I'm setting my stamp of approval on it. So, therefore, I withdraw for a season, and I don't, I don't go anywhere. Well, you go through 
honestly, you go through withdrawals. You think, oh man, something's wrong with me. I'm not a son of God anymore. I'm not going to church, quote unquote, Sunday mornings. Uh, Yes. Yeah. And you get all this stuff and this guilt and condemnation and everything else because you're not going to church because it's been, it's been drummed into us so long that that's part of, part of our service to Christ. Exactly. And, and it's only done, you know, last night I was meeting with some young guys and we, we were talking about just about this, you know, how, you know, what, what is the model for doing it? And I said, you know, it's interesting that the book of Acts never tells us how. It right. always tells us they met, you know, from house to house. They met in the temple or from house to house. But they never tell us how or what right. they did. Right. And, and we've I really, set it into a formula. That's why. Exactly. I, I just really believe the Holy Ghost did not want us to, to say A, B, C, and D. And yet we've scripted it like that, that you better do it like that. Otherwise, you are not from our culture and you get right. rejected. <clears throat> you know, the thing about religion you know, and we, I, I live in an area here where the Amish is and, and the Mennonite is strong here. And if, 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 a, if one of the Amish members or the one of the Mennonite members do not conform, they get rejected. Right. And, and what they get ostracized, they get cut out. Then they, they're not welcome at the, the gatherings. They're not allowed to speak. <clears throat> in fact, don't they literally turn their back? They do literally. Well, the, the, yeah. the Amish do that. They, they yeah. turn their back on them when they walk into a meeting so, right. or into any kind of community meeting. And right. I thought it's interesting because the church here does exactly the same thing. If right. they feel like you don't fit or you don't conform to their, to their um, institutionalized thinking or not so much thinking, but well, it starts with their thinking. But if you don't fit into what they want you to do or that they think you should be doing, they ostracize you, they reject you. And I said, we've, we've, that's the liberty that we didn't, wasn't purchased for us. We've got a liberty in Christ that makes us family. The relationships right. are not negotiable, that we live by a different culture. Right. The problem is, is that we don't understand the culture. Making disciples the whole, if you look up the word, go into all the world and make disciples, matataya, uh, means actually to change the worldview, to, to impart a new um, value system, a new way of seeing the world. And it's cultural. It's right, a culture. right. You know, if you want to change a culture, change the values. Right. And, and we're seeing that in the country right now. There's, there's an element in, in the country's uh political realm that are, that they don't actually care about what people think but what they're doing is ca- attacking the value system right because if they can if they can change the values they can change the laws if they can change the laws they change the culture right. and and that's what what we do is we we in the church we have a certain value system a certain perspective that produces a certain obligation that produces a certain culture and right. and you you better abide by that because yeah. it crucifies you otherwise. But the kingdom of God, Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples. Right. And the word disciples is to change their culture, change how they how they how they think, think yeah. how they value things, and how they see the world because that will begin a cultural change. And that's as citizens of the kingdom of God, that's what our responsibility is to do is to represent the kingdom of God into the earth so that the culture gets changed. 
Listen right. to this. In Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 from the Message Bible, he says, Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Right. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. Right. And to, you know, that is so powerful because I thought that's the first time I've heard it addressed like that as, as to we are supposed to not allow the culture to get to us. You know, we talk about the world and, you know, we are, we're not of the world. We are, um, we're Christians. We are of the Christian world. But the Christian world has become a religion in itself. Right. Any meeting, any meeting that you do, what, what governs that meeting usually in a governmental meeting or any type of meeting? What usually governs that meeting? What governs the meeting? Yeah, Robert's Rules of Order. Robert's Rules of Order. Yeah, there's a there's a th- there's a thing called Robert's Rules of Order, yeah. and this is the this is the way you do it. There's a way that you do it, and uh, basically that's what you have whenever you have a bulletin or something else. Now I'm I'm gonna whack on a on a uh, sacred cow here for a minute, but there's um you know you have a bulletin. It's called an order of service. Right. If you deviate from that one bit, uh, you know you're out of order. Yeah. The 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 problem with an order of service is, is that you've cut, you've cut the Holy Spirit out of it. Well, I got this earlier in the week, and this is what the Holy Spirit wants you to do. No, it's not. <laughs> you've decided what is best, even, even down to the point of this is the sermon title. This is what we're going to speak on. This is what we're going to do. And sometimes it's done a month in advance. Yep. And we print out all the bulletins and have them ready for the next for the next month, month and a half, especially if you're doing a teaching series or whatever. And we've basically locked the Holy Spirit out of, um, out of that whole societal um, type of thinking. Uh, because now, and in fact, in simplicity, okay, I, I, I did praise and worship too for a long time. Mm, me too. Okay. The, the interesting thing is, What's the very first thing we usually do whenever we come together? We pray. Okay. okay. Sometimes, yeah. And, but, but most of the time, we start off with the musicians playing something. Yes. Okay. Yes. Why? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> well, because you've got to bring in the presence of God. Right, right. That's what we've been told. And it says, uh, you know, enter his courts with praise. <laughs> you know, I mean, so, so we think, okay, Judah's supposed to go first into war. So we'll bring Judah in first. We'll bring in all this. And so we go the old covenant way of doing it, even yeah. old covenant for yeah. crying out loud in the way of doing battle and the way of doing everything else. Okay. Now this is our order of service. We're going to have Judah come in first. We may pray a little bit and uh, invite God, or at least acknowledge that he's here. And then we'll go on with Judah. And then after Judah's done, we'll take the offering and then we'll have some announcements because it's going to be a good break between those two things. Uh, give people a chance to get up and go to the bathroom. And then we'll start into the regular 
message. We may even have one more special song or something like that. But I always, uh, um, when I was first beginning, um, I, I began to notice that a lot of times there, I would hear some things and I'd hear movement out in the, out in the fellowship and I'd hear people talking. And so we begin to just talk about that. We begin to, um, I begin to bring scriptures in that would talk specifically about that and about what was going on, and, and we'd pray for people and have them healed and delivered and set free. I mean, right then, right there. And whatever the need was, the need was met. And then, then praise comes naturally. Yes. And out of that, then, people began to praise and worship God. And, and I thought, why is it that we set, we set a certain order when actually we're supposed to be led by the Spirit of God, not... And once again, we could make that a formula then. Okay, now let's just see what needs need to be met and let's do this. You know, uh, like my wife always says, well, sometimes not having an order or not having a, um, not having a meeting becomes the, becomes the new order. <laughs> well, that becomes the new law. That's right. right. The new law. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, um, the guys, the charismatic, when we, when we started going in the 80s into the charismatic move, you know, it's just like, okay, we don't wear ties. I mean, the pastor wore a tie, but, and we all right, wore right. ties because the pastor wore ties. But then you get to the point that there's no tie wearing. So now it's, you, you're a no tie wearing church. If you come to church wearing a tie, you out, baby. What's the matter right. with you? Right. It's just like we, we just go from one law to the other law. And, and it, it just that's we, we develop a culture. And that's right. the thing. If we understand that as kings and priests of, of his kingdom, we represent the culture of the kingdom of God. We represent every ambassador represents doesn't have their own opinion doesn't it doesn't quote their own point of view only what i hear that's what i say only right. what i see that's what i do i don't i don't have any responsibility J jesus said if you you know these signs will follow them that believe he didn't say we're going to make it happen he just said the signs right. will follow those that believe. Why? Because they're representing the kingdom of God. They're representing right. the kingdom power, the kingdom authority, the kingdom culture, the kingdom way of doing things. And therefore, it, the, the, the result will be that the kingdom's influence now impacts people's lives, minds, bodies, finance, everything. We've right. got, we don't have the responsibility to change things. We have a responsibility to represent. No ambassador ever represents himself. And yet we, we feel like we've got to represent our thing. Therefore, when, when we, we take people to the constitution of the kingdom, which is the word of God, and we just say, that's what the word says. It, and they say, well, you know, let's debate this. No, you know. Christians debate, religion debates, kingdom right. citizens, they live by a constitution. They represent the constitution of the kingdom of God. They do not debate it. They said, that's what it says. That's all there is to it. There's no, right. there's no getting away from it. So uh, we've got to learn to get immersed into, and that's what we're doing, Steve. We're not trying, we just, 
that's what he says um, in, in uh, Romans chapter 12. He, he said, uh, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Right. And to me, it's like the whole, the whole thing that I wanted to bring about with kingdom leadership equipping is to just start with the whole concept of challenging the thinking because we fit into a culture without thinking. Now, is there one way of doing this? I mean, you know, that's what I was thinking this morning when I was walking and praying. I thought, okay, so we, I can tell you that you shouldn't be doing it, you know, this structured point by point way, but what is the way of doing it? So what right. is the way of doing it then, Steve? Um, one thing that you brought up, you know, as far as the word is the final authority. I mean, you didn't say it in that way, but the mm. word is, but it's the word and the spirit both agree. Yes. Uh, it's the word and the spirit. Uh, even in the last, the very last verse of, of, uh, Mark, uh, as you were talking about these signs shall follow those who believe it says, so then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of the father or right hand of God. Yeah. And they went forth, preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following the word them is not in there. It's italicized. Yes. So basically, and you know this, the Lord working with and confirming the word with signs following. Yes. So it's the spirit and the word working together. It's the, one will not contradict the other. And there's a, there's where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Hmm. Where the letter of the word is, there's condemnation and there's death. Yes. And that's where, that's where a lot of times we've gotten into a lot of these principles. And that's why, once again, as you said, it's not laid out anywhere, like in the book of Acts, how they actually went about and did it. Because otherwise, we would make it a letter of the law, which is going right. to kill everything. Yeah, we'd, we'd start a new de de denomination and organization. Right, right. Because this is how you do it now. Yeah. Yeah. This is how you do it. And there's a, but there's a, there's a power in it that's confirmed by the spirit. If, if both are agreeing, if you're moving and flowing with the spirit of the living God, there's something that's confirmed with sign. It's not saying that we're looking for the signs. It's just, he's going to be there to demonstrate that. Yes, this is, this is who I am. This is my word. This is, and that's where as a son of God, even in my house to, to allow the Holy spirit, the opportunity to actually confirm that word with signs following. Yeah. Uh, so in other words, if I'm speaking to my kids something, or if I'm speaking something in a group, he will be there to do the work of that, whatever it is that we're speaking. He, he, want, he doesn't just want the word, he wants the work of it. Yes, exactly. So watch for the ability of the Holy Spirit Watch for him to be working that, enabling those people to, to have that thing become a part of their very life. In other words, if I'm preaching to you on in, in simplicity here, healing, most likely he's going to be there to heal people. Yeah. And so that's the that's what you're going to see. If it's for deliverance, he's going to he's going to show up and deliver people yes. because you're 
the word and the spirit both agree. You're, you're operating according to a dance. He who ministereth to you the spirit. I'm not ministering. You know, I keep saying that scripture over and over again in Galatians. He who ministereth to you the spirit, does he do it by works of the law or does he do it by faith? The toughest part that we have, we want to figure it out before we even get there. Yeah. Because it makes us more comfortable. Rather than finding out what the dance is, because the word ministereth is the word epicorigale from uh, choreography, from where we get the word dance or choreography, epicorigale. It's I'm watching a dance that's already taking place. Yeah. And so I'm ministering to you the spirit. I'm not ministering the word. I'm not ministering a principle. I'm not. I'm ministering him, the person of the spirit. And as I'm doing that, as I'm showing him to you, as I'm, as I'm giving him to you so that you can follow him, we all begin then to dance that dance together. You as the bride, me as the bride to our husband, we begin to dance the dance together. And as we begin to flow together, the healing happens, the deliverance happens, the whatever it is he's speaking happens. Yeah. And that's why it's, it's, it's so important to find out even in we, like I've said before, we get into a meeting mentality. I remember one time we went to a certain place and we were, um, um, we were having this, uh, just a great get together. I mean, the, the whole group was around, we were having a, um, like a, um, a crawfish boil. <laughs> so we, I mean, we were chowing down, we were eating and we were talking about all sorts of things and different little groups of people were talking about just the life of God and what was going on with us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was a great time. All of a sudden, one of, the, one of the people stood up and said, well, it's time for the meeting to begin. What do you suppose that did to the whole thing? <laughs> just killed it at that point in time. Well, it did, yeah. I mean, it killed it. We we all had to get up. We all had to go inside. We all had to find seats. We all had to sit down. And then you sit there staring at one another, waiting for somebody to start. Yeah. It's already been started for the last two and a half hours. Yeah. You've been started. Why not continue with that? Why not just flow with the dance that already? And that was the toughest thing I had at that point was trying to help us get back to whatever the dance was. Yeah. Because people weren't in that mentality anymore. They were now entering a different society. They were entering this mode. A different culture now. Yeah, a different culture now. Whereas out there, it was a different thing. Now, all of a sudden, we've come inside. We've sat down. We've found our seats. We have opened our Bibles. We're ready. Yes. And now it's a different, a different culture and a different way of thinking. And so, um, I don't, I haven't figured out yet how to break that cycle. The only thing I know of doing is to continue to help us find that dance, uh, all together. Now I've gotten before in the past, I've gotten frustrated because certain people, people, uh, in the group would think, well, we're supposed to do this. We're supposed to do that. We're supposed to, you know, and so it ends up it ends up being uh, a little bit of confusion. Uh, the, usually the one with the strongest personality ends up taking over and we end up going their way. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, basically those who want to be leaders end up leading. Yeah. And so, but to, but that's not the Holy Spirit's leading at that point. And that's where, that's where as, as somebody who I should be able to do that in my own house, even 
yeah. you know, with my family first, yeah. let alone do it in the house of God. And I guess that's why in Timothy it talks about that. You know, watch for those who would be elders that they'd be able to rule their own house well. It doesn't mean to do that with a with a rod of iron. It means to be able to basically watch the choreography of the Spirit of God and bring them into that same into that same mindset, into that same thinking. And, and ruling is not is not an overbearing. Ruling is bringing in the rule of God. It's bringing in his dominion, his authority, his exactly. right to rule. Exactly. And, and so, and, you know, to, to, to oversee the, the, the culture. Right. To, to maintain the, the kingdom culture. That's really what it is. Right. You see, I was saying to these guys last night, we were just talking about, because one of them mentioned a local fellowship, well, not local, but you know, pretty local to here, um, who, who just decided it, they're a Hispanic church. And so they just decided, you know, they're going to do something totally radical, something different, and which was they were going to meet for 24 hours on Sunday. And they did that for like nine months. So they, they communed together from sun up to sundown um, on on a Sunday and and for 24 hours or that's 12 so anyway they did they did a 24 hour situation um, which I think that's how they worked or 12 hours I can't remember but anyway um, and so they were saying you know it was like really great well, you know they were enjoying it and they like had food together and they put the kids down and, and there was teaching and, and different people would was teaching and I said well the thing about it is is that we're trying to find that formula and that program right, right, because right. It's, for us it's our flesh enjoys that kind of thing because we don't have to then tap into the spirit of God we no, just can do whatever we like you know we, we know then this is the set thing we can build our we can build our organizational thinking around that we can set our culture everybody knows that you've got to attend that and uh, and the thing about it is, is so I, I said to them last night, I said, it doesn't matter what you do. There's just certain elements that have to be. There's kingdom elements that have to be there. Number one, there has to be a family-mindedness. Church wow. gathering is about community. It's not about, it's not about celebrity. It's about community. It's about fellowship. It's about distribution. It's about communion. So... The first thing we've got is the, the first principle of, of the church gathering, being called out ones, you understand, gathering together, is there has to be family culture. There has to be that, that connectiveness. There has to be that relationship. As I said before, you know, people put out posts, you know, if you come to church uh, for, if, if you leave church because of people, you were coming to church be, because of the people, not because of God. Exactly. I did come to church for the people. I, you know, I meet God sitting in my garden. I, I meet God every morning when I go for a walk, when I sit right. here meditating on the word. I meet God. I talk to my father. I don't need you to meet God. I don't need, I don't need no other mediator to meet God. I meet God through Jesus, period. I do come for the relationship. When I don't find it, when I get treated and abused and taken advantage of and insulted and offended, what the heck? I, you know, who wants to stay in a family like that anyway? I mean, right. you know, it's just like, hello, I'm going to go home. It's no point in staying here. You people are ugly. So, um, so we do go. Th that's number one principle. Number two principle 
is there has the the principle is of of um, it has to be Christ centered. I mean that's that's obvious because he is the head to which we are all joined. Right. Number three is there has to be um, that that ability to flow in everybody to bring their gifting, their input, their um, what what they have, what God has given them. There's got to be somewhere for that to happen. And number right. four, there has to be equipping. I would say number five, there has to be governmental. I mean, there has to be governments. So if you've got those things, however you put them out, so whether whether however we do it. Now, the thing about it is, is that when it comes to discipleship, there are some practical principles involved in that as well. We, we, we like to be this airy-fairy spiritual people that just float around and you know, I got, I got this vision and, and, but there is a specific strategy. Jesus implemented a specific strategy in making disciples, mentoring the, the, the people, the, the 12 so that they could carry out the gospel of the kingdom message to the next generation and the next generation and the next generation after them. There was a specific strategy to that, and we need to understand that. That's why do Christians have to be dumb and difficult? I don't understand, and uh, you know, I'm sorry, but but that, that's just for me. I'm just expressing from from my side. Okay, is that they 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 fight you on actually becoming competent at. Right. Doing right. this in communicating in, in so f- f- the three things that I see in in discipleship is engaging how to engage people how to communicate effectively diplomatically how to connect to this culture we want to run out there you know people have run out into the into the mission field praying in tongues and get kicked out of the country. Because they, they act idiots, like idiots. They, they think because they can pray in tongues and can quote a few scriptures that everybody's just going to fall down around them. It's not going to happen. Right. You've got to engage the interest. I, I read this, Steve. Sorry, I'm really preaching today. But um, I, I read this about the, the special forces. The American special forces go out in, in, in teams of 12. A stick of 12 goes into... And what they do is they, they then go into um, covertly begin to change the culture. Okay, so when, they, when there's a country that they want to influence, that's what they do. So they insert the 12 in different forms and fashions. They don't all go marching in a bus, you know, and say, okay, here we are. We're the Green Berets. Come to change the world. You know, it doesn't work like that. They get inserted. Now they undermine the culture by introducing American culture into that situation. So, but what they do is, and, and uh, I, I read a book on special forces and, and the, the special forces general was saying, he says, a, a, a special forces soldier, okay, now a war, Afghanistan, Iraqi war, different story. So you've got Delta guys out there fighting. Um, but but the, in the normal situation, a soldier like that costs millions to train. They don't put him in the line of fire just for the sake of, you know, it costs too much. He's too valuable. But what they do is they are all trained, they're all specialized, they're all skilled, and they go into a situation and they begin to influence 
the the culture of the village and the region by by helping the people by talking by working within the context of that that village and that region and they they then represent they connect diplomatically with the leaders the guys are still doing that in Afghanistan uh, now is that right. connect with the local leaders they they talk to them they bring the authority of of the American force into that place but but they do it the right way they they connect properly then they equip people they equip them train them to begin to fight for the right interests and then they empower them they give them weapons they give them you know money resources whatever they need we've got to have the same kind of mentality when it comes to reaching into the world we've got to be able to go and engage equip right. and empower and because we bring people then into the place that they can also introduce the culture, the values, the constitution of the kingdom of God to wherever they are. Right. It, you, are you with me? You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. And, and be able to spend, spend my, not only my life, but my energy, my time, my resources on you as opposed to the other way around. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, what's always interested me, Sean, we have, you know, we were talking earlier about being politically correct. And we've got, you know, a, a whole group called special needs, uh, you know, which encompasses a whole variety of, of different, you know, disabilities and, and abilities and whatever else. So, yeah. and then we have special Olympics. Doesn't it kind of, you know, strike you as being funny that, that we tend to do our warfare special forces, <laughs> you know, it makes you kind of think maybe, maybe the special needs and the special Olympics and maybe our special forces aren't as good as what we think. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, but <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That wasn't right. Was it? Uh, that's terrible. Um, no, that's terrible. Oh, man. <laughs> but as far as, as far as sending people into a place, and I guess this is one of those other, other things too. Uh, a lot of times in our culture, in our society, we've gone in, uh, uh, like you've said before, uh, especially in Africa or other places like this that are, they've seen the model that we've given. Okay, now all of a sudden, you are supposed to support my gift. Yeah. So if I, if I have the ability to shout the scriptures louder than anybody else and be able to uh, do it with some sort of uh, um, skill and ability, uh, you are going to begin to pay me. Yes. And now I become the pastor and I can turn my shirt around and wear my collar backwards. Yes. And, uh, you know, so I dress differently than everybody else. And I'll put and on I've got significance and, and, and power. Right. Right. And, but you're going to, you're going to pay my way as opposed to Christ who came and gave his life so that those guys could live. Yes. Yes. And I guess that's, that's the change of the culture in, in of myself. It's not so that everybody else can support me. It's, it's what can I do to support you? What can I do to bring you into the fullness and stature of Christ? Yeah, what, what can, can I, I do, do to empower you? Right, right. So I will spend myself, my resources, my life, my money, my clothing, my whatever else to make sure that you come into that, whatever that is. Yeah, exactly. And you know, that's, that's the thing, Steve, is that if we can just 
we've got to go back to the Gospels and see what what the truths were that Jesus was bringing to us. You know, he, took, he, he spoke about the mysteries of the kingdom. He said, said to the disciples, he said, to you it's given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of right. God. He said, right. them, they just hear it stories. Uh, but And, and I, I asked myself, what is the difference? And the difference was one the, the one group, the small group, the 12, was seeking the kingdom of God, but the others weren't. They were seeking some political structure. They were seeking some organizational, institutional change that Jesus would come and be the, the overthrower of the Roman government. But he, he wasn't bringing that kind of government. He was bringing a new government called the kingdom of God. And right. he says to Pilate, Pilate says to him, are you king? And he says, I am a king. But my kingdom is not of this realm. Right. I, Pilate got so worried, and, and he's, you know, and he said, "If I wanted to, I could call in a re, uh, legions of angels to 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 deliver me." Right. But this has got to. I've got to do what I've got to do now. And P Pilate got so worried about that because him being a governor, a representative of the Roman government or the Roman Empire, the Roman king, the Roman kingdom. Yes, yeah, Caesar. He got worried. He got worried. He said, I, I don't want anything to do with this. Right. Because the language Jesus was using was that of a king and a kingdom that transcended anything that was physical. And we, but we've still got this church mindedness. And that's the whole, you know, I know we belabor this thing, but if we, if we begin to change our thinking, we'll begin to, realize that to empower people, we need to empower them, but to empower them, there's got to be some things that have to be in place. And we've right. got to begin to pursue the kingdom of God. And I know there's been all sorts of weird and wonderful things going, you know, preached about that and all the tags being used and anybody that's trying to be different uses that. But, but that I'm, I'm saying authentically, if you go back to the gospels and what Jesus brought and represented was not a religion. Right. And it wasn't external either. What it he wasn't. said was the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God is within you. Yeah. And that's, I guess in the stepping, the steps of a discipleship uh, and to, to bring that kingdom to somebody as a personal idea. It's something that's, it's something that's within you. It's something that's personal. It's something that's, and then it goes out from there to your family. And then, I mean, to Jerusalem first, then Judea, then Samaria, then the uttermost parts there. So you, you work with yourself first, then your family, and then those that you have a, a certain scope or sphere of influence with, and then other people. Yes. And that's why even in Timothy, he said, watch for those who are going to be elders or leaders or, or bishops or whatever, and watch for those that already rule their own family well. I mean, that they have to rule themselves first. They have to be able to have that kingdom of heaven within themselves. Yeah. What is it the king wants with me? Right. What Does is he have the rule in my life? Right, right, right. Am, so, am, I, am I in the order of his kingdom? Not by right. law. The, um, the, it is a law because every kingdom has laws. Right. And there's a, it's interesting that Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. Yes. He doesn't say, he says, I've, I, I receive commandment both what to speak and what to say. So whenever he, whenever 
whenever he says something, he says it a certain way to bring about a certain point. Yes. Or to bring, I mean, he didn't just say that lightly in that manner. First of all, he's the way. This is the way, walk ye in it. There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is death. There's a certain way he is the way. There's a certain way that he does it, a way that he operates. There's a certain way that brings about liberty and brings about life. There's a certain way that he, that he accomplishes things. Yes. And if we do that, we will find the truth of it. Yeah. Now, I can say something true, but it doesn't have the spirit of truth in it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. The spirit of truth is going to bring the life to it. It's going to, and that's why it says he's first the way, then the, then the truth. And you shall, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Yeah. And there, he's the way, the truth. And then finally, once you've entered into the truth of it, the spirit of truth in it, then you have the life of it. And you can bring that life wherever you go because you've been sent, just like Christ, that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So wherever you go, whether it be to your house, whether it be to just meet with somebody today or even over the phone, you've been sent that they might have life and that more abundantly. But there's a way first. Yeah. And, and to follow his way, to follow his lead, to follow that which is life, to, to be that life-giving spirit as the last Adam is to somebody else. And that's, there is a way that seems right unto us. And we've learned that way so well that sometimes it takes, oh, I don't need discipleship. Frankly, we have a need that somebody once again teach us about the very foundational principles of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Because we should be teachers by now, but there's certain things in us that, that bring about this doctrine or this thing, this way, that is the world's way. It's yeah. the way that we've learned it. It's the way that we think is right, but it's not. And that's, he is the way. If I can bring the way of Christ, I'm bringing him the spirit of life with it. I'm bringing to you the spirit of the living God. Yep. And uh, the Holy, I'm bringing to you Holy Spirit, the person Holy Spirit. Yep. And that's where, that's where in discipleship or, or just, just b making disciples, that's, that's where we start is in that area uh, of that personal thing. Can we, can we help you with the way? <laughs> you know, can, we, can we bring you to the place of the way of Christ, you know, the way of the spirit of life? Can we bring you to that? And uh, a lot of times people aren't willing to do that. So well, that's what, you know, J Jesus. <laughs> now I'm going to like really, anyway. All right. Slap it. <laughs> slap it, boy. Maybe. I don't know if I should. But, but you know, we, yeah. <laughs> anyway, let me, let me say. Go Jesus, ahead. We have two minutes. Jesus said this. He said, <laughs> This is, they asked him, you know, teach us to pray. And he said, this is what you should pray. He didn't say this is the way you should pray, but he said, this is what you should pray. Our Father which art in heaven. So you're addressing the king of the kingdom. It's our Father which art in heaven. The kingdom of heaven is in heaven. So uh, the kingdom of God is here. The rule of God is here. But the kingdom of heaven is a place. And so he said, address the Father. Yeah, relationally. Our Father. Sorry. Yeah, relationally. Relationally. Yes. Father. 
Father. So you address him, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. So the, the name is the, the celebratory, that's the, that's the banner, is his name, is what is overall, is overall everything. So um, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's right. Representation is that we are to bring the will from that the will of what is in the kingdom of heaven into us, reflecting and representing that into the earth. I see it like this: it's the will, it's the way, and then it's the work. What we've done is focused on the work. We're trying to get everybody to do the work, but we've taught nobody what the real will is. Most Christians running around today are going, I don't know what God's will is for my life. I don't know what God's purpose is, what God's plan is for my life. If you search it online, purpose of life, it's the highest, one of the highest search terms on Google. And so it's just thousands upon thousands of people searching for what is my purpose in life? What is my mission? What is my... right? And, and so we've got to get back to what Jesus taught. He wasn't saying this is what you've got to pray. He said this is what you've got to be praying about. Is like get that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We've got to bring the will from heaven to earth. And once we have the will, then we've, we work the way and then we get the, then we do the work. Did you know that the book by Rick Warren, uh, The Purpose Driven Life, was the second second top-selling book ever? Yeah. And the first was the Bible, but after that was Rick Warren, Purpose Driven Life, because that's people looking for that purpose. They're yeah. looking for... Well, I, 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 I help people with their purpose in three minutes. <laughs> three cool. minutes. Three minutes. I do it with companies. I do it with teams. I do it with well, teams. It takes a little longer because you've got everybody involved. Right. But everybody has their own opinion. And yeah. yeah. So you've got to, You've got to drill it right down to where they where they agree that this is our, our team purpose. Or and and uh, but it's it's not hard. That's that's what I'm trying to say. It's not hard. And the more you immerse as as a believer, as a citizen of the kingdom of God, as a son of the kingdom, it's not hard. You've just got to get yourself immersed into a new mindset. Said, listen to Jesus when he tells you, <laughs> you are not mindful of. If he says that to you, when, he, when Jesus comes preaching, saying, he didn't preach saying, repent because I am now the one that is spoken. He didn't say that. <laughs> he right. said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Right. Wow. Uh, he, didn't, he said, seek first the what? The kingdom of God. Right. Priority is so important here, and 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 it's a principle. If we understand the principle, then we begin. How you do things, we come back to what we were saying. How you do things, it it depends on on what the Spirit of God's revealing to you. Just make sure you've got the keys of the kingdom involved in that. That's all. You've just got to right. com comply to that to the constitutional requirements of the kingdom of God. And I'm speaking in earthly terms governmental terms because it is a government so right. if you do that you stay on the right track you just do you stay on the right track so um let's uh, let's leave it at that at <laughs> this point in time steve um <laughs> yeah because <clears throat> otherwise we're gonna just <clears throat> keep tracking off on 
on different rabbit trails. And I think I, I, I really feel like that, that is it. If, you, if you're looking for something, then that's what you're looking for. You're looking for the principles of the kingdom. And if I can encourage our listeners and say, go back to the gospels, go and see what are the keys of the kingdom. What is the, Jesus said, you understand to you, it's given the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And so right. go back and understand what is the gospel? What is the will that we are to bring from heaven to earth? Not, not topically, not, just in, in the culture. What culture are we representing? Do we understand? Are we immersed in that culture? Do we understand the principle of discipleship? Really, right. really understand it. And when we get to grasp, begin to represent that. Don't, don't, you know, again, is don't do, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. In, instead, right. fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. And, and right. I, that's, that's what I want to leave you with as listeners today. Any last words, Steve? Nope. No. <laughs> oh, that was your last word. No. <laughs> All right. So thank you again for, for being with us, um, for being with Steve and Sean on building church his way, not Steve's way. That's Christ's way. That's and, right. And uh, we, we value your time. We value you hopping onto this. We value you sharing um, this with people that you think will, will benefit. And uh, we value your, your um your input as well, just uh, your emails, your encouragement, your uh, your views, and any a prayer requests that you you may have as well. You know something that you you don't understand, or you want us to to just agree with you in faith. We'd we'd love to do that as as well. So um, as far as being kingdom citizens are concerned, go and represent. That's your job. Reflect and represent. All right. So thank you for being with us. Until next time, this is uh, Sean and Steve saying God bless you and have a super, super weekend. Until next week. Bye-bye.